0: Wowzers, get ready ladies and gentlemen for yet another consciousness expanding, cosmos exploring, star people enlightening experience. Here on Inspirato Projecto, we are going to be interviewing Heather Frey's. A woman I met through the harmonic convergence. if you've been listening to the podcast lately there there are quite quite a few people that you've heard from so far that I met through the harmonic convergence during the zoom after parties. If you'd like to join these people, if you'd like to join us in these conversations they're happening twenty four hours a day. you can go in there if you are find yourself if you fancy yourself a spiritual person, someone who has seen Extraterrestrials, been abducted by them. Uh, have any sort of superpowers whatsoever. Go to uh, I believe it's conversation.cc Oh, here it is. Whoa. Whoa, here it is. The conversation dot cc. The conversation.cc. There's a link on there to a zoom. You can go right in there. Everybody is just so accepting, so good, so many wonderful people. So without further ado, and definitely without further a here we go. Hey Kurt, this is Richard Wilson from Mad Shelley
1: Films and we have a message for you. This This is Mad Shelley Films, and you are listening to Inspirato Projecto Radio.
0: Excellent! I'm so happy to have you here. Check one, two. Oh yeah! All right. So, folks, we're talking to Heather Fraze here. Um, I met her through the Harmonic Convergence the after parties, the Zoom after parties that they would have at around 6 p.m. um, Pacific Standard Time. And uh, I'd meet a lot of really interesting people in there. And so Heather uh, said that she has had some some unique experiences. And I really wanted to dive into that. And um, ideally, what will happen through this conversation is that this will inspire others to want to uh, feel like, first of all, they're, they're not alone. And uh, that there are other people out there who have these experiences. And uh, I think a lot more people are waking up to these things. And uh, it's just an honor for me to be able to be one of, of many media outlets that'll, you know, support this and and, and put this out there. So Heather. Okay. So you sort of very young age, you realized that you had past lives.
1: Yes. I didn't know at the time that they were past lives. Cause to me, it just felt a, part of my reality already. And, um, you know, what I was telling you earlier, and for those of you out there that feel hesitant about sharing your spiritual experiences is that when we've had a past life where we have been, um, condemned or murdered for our spiritual beliefs, it makes, it, it ingrains a fear into our soul, into our DNA about sharing our spiritual experiences. So a lot of old souls are experiencing that right now. Um, We're waking up, we're having greater connection to source and our past lives and all these mystical experiences. And then there's this fear blocking us from sharing due to our past life trauma. So I myself have been working on releasing that by reminding myself that it is safe to share, that the planet is ready to hear um, about these experiences.
0: So one of these you were so what are what are a few of them? um I'd like to go through each one one by one for whatever you can remember of them um what are what are some of these past lives that you've that you've experienced?
1: yeah, so at about age seven or eight, that window was closed, and it was almost like I couldn't remember anymore and then, in two thousand fourteen, I was in a a shop in the Florida Keys, a mermaid shop. And I was drawn to this book called The Instruction. And there's one next to it called The Transformation by Ainsley McLeod. And he's a past life healer. And I read his book and immediately contacted with him and did a reading. And when he did the reading over the phone, I was in Florida. He was in Seattle. I went into a trance-like state and I was able to see, almost like a movie, my experiences in my past lives. So I was in the war of the roses. Um, and, uh, let me back up a little. Usually when you're doing past life healing work, you're taken to the lives that are the most traumatic so that you can heal on a soul level and move Mm -hmm. forward in this life. So sometimes it's not fun to hear the past life stories because they're the traumatic ones. Um, I don't know if that's the right vibe for you right now, but just vague. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So in the War of the Roses, I was on my way home. Uh, The war had ended and I was on my horse and on the way home and happy to see my family. And then I was um, kidnapped, essentially, and tortured and uh, bled to death in a barn. And so in this life, how that manifested is I, I, before I had that reading, I had a really big fear of blood and bleeding like to the point where I'd have panic attacks and that's all related to that past life. And once I saw that, that's why I had that fear, that fear was eradicated. I no longer have issue. Um, Another past life is that I was, I guess you could call it was a gladiator in Rome and I was asked to fight to the death. One of my dearest friends and I refused. And so they hit me with a metal mallet. They broke my jaw and they put me in jail. I ended up dying in jail. And how that manifested in this life is that when I would go into a space of fear, I would get this terrible jaw pain that, you know, I was diagnosed with TMJ, and that which is, um, oh, I forget the medical term for it, but it's basically just a tight, painful jaw. And uh, there was no resolution to that pain until I saw that past life, and I have not had pain in my jaw since then. Um, and, you know, I was drawn to acupuncture and Chinese medicine in this life before I knew that I had a past life as a as a monk in Tibet. Um, so I'm now an acupuncturist and a Chinese herbalist in connection with those masters um, that I was with in that past life. Let's see what else. I had a past life in Finland where I was um, in an orphanage and I was the oldest of all the kids and I got all the kids together and we, Left the orphanage in the middle of the night in the snow to get to a monastery because we were being abused. Um, how that is manifested in this life is I feel a strong calling to help lead people out of traumatic events and situations, and so a lot of my work as a healer has been um, trauma healing. Wow. Astounding, <laughs> yeah,
0: astounding. And then you were saying you were saying that there was another one where you where people try to persecute you because they thought that you were a witch
1: yes yes um that was in africa and um it was kind of a warring of the tribes like there was a peaceful very spiritual tribe and then there was a domineering aggressive patriarchal tribe and they actually came and they burned down our entire village and i i was try I survived, but I was trying to um save the children and I could not save them all. And uh so that manifested two things in this life for a long time. I would always go into fear if I couldn't get something done quick enough. Like it felt kind of like a life or death situation sometimes. Even just like finding my keys. It didn't make any sense. And why even this anxiety about this? Oh, it's cause in the past when I couldn't do something quick enough, people perished. And so um, that was released. But um, I believe that old souls have many lifetimes where they've been persecuted or their tribe has been persecuted for spirituality because um, people that wanna be domineering and controlling, they know that they cannot be in control of somebody that's connected to source. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. You know, it's so interesting because I've I've gone down this rabbit hole of watching uh, Dolores Cannon videos and reading her books. And she she was she had stumbled upon past life regression. And um, it's interesting. Yeah, exactly what you're saying. It's it's so crazy how someone goes in there to try to heal their heal themselves with their migraines. And then she takes them back to a time in the medieval times where they were like bludgeoned to death uh, by someone. and And that spirit just kind of held on to that. Um, and that's why they got the migraines. And then once they recognize that and they go, okay, you can leave now, you know, you don't have to hold this grudge or, you know, however she describes it, like, okay, you can leave now. Now all of a sudden away goes the, the migraine. So it's really, it's really intriguing that you were able to make these connections and that it resonated with you at such a high level where now that when you find yourself coming across those similar situations, you go, oh, okay. I know where the, you know, where the domino began. I know where it, where it first, uh, where it first started. And, um, gosh, you know, this just sounds like a practice. The past life regression stuff sounds like it would be such a wonderful, imagine how many people could just, instead of going to a therapist for decades to try to get over stuff, if they could just go through a past life regression, see what all that stuff is all about, see what it's really rooted in and go, okay, you know what? That doesn't have a hold over me anymore. There's, there's no more reason for me to to, to be fearful of that anymore. Cause that was its own particular time. That was way back then. Now is now. And, um, absolutely it just feel great for you to go. Okay, cool. Wow. I can get past this. Like you go, okay, I'm terrified that I can't find my keys now. And then you go, Oh, and then the next thought is, Oh, I know why it's because of this.
1: Absolutely. Now I can relax. <laughs> absolutely. And the fascinating part about it for me is like, as soon as you see it, you know, it, for me, it comes kind of like a movie. Um, when I'm in trance. But as soon as I see it, that fear is eradicated. I no longer, without much effort at all. And I have to give credit to Ainsley McLeod because he opened that door for me. Um, and I believe healers have this this ability to kind of open a gateway. And once, now that I'm through the gateway, now I can see um, other people's past lives when they come to me with trauma. Uh, and you know, I'll tell you most of the time, chronic pain that's not related to injury is a past is past life pain
0: oh my gosh that that is just that's yeah that inexplainable thing that doctors are like well we can't we can't quite figure out why you always got these stomach pains we can't always you know we can't figure out why your knee is the way it is and then you end up finding out oh well that's because maybe this person was you know stabbed or something long ago in the stomach or 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 something terrible happened on their knee long ago and Um, so when people come to you with their, with their traumas, you, wow, this is so interesting. So as a result of you being uh, shown and stepping through the gateway of showing, being shown your past lives, you, you can also, um, help out others in, in kind of figuring out what their past life was and, um, helping them get over that trauma.
1: Yes. But, um, I'm, I I want to say I'm in the beginning stages of this, uh, this gift because as of now, it's not really in my control when I can and can't see a past life. I'm only able to see it, and it only comes to me if that person is ready. So even if I might have an intuition that someone's back pain says from past life, if they're not ready, their spirit guides will not come through to show me. Incredible. Yeah. And the first time it happened... Um, you know, I was comfortable seeing my own, but I'd never tapped into another. I was working on a colleague of mine in acupuncture school and we were in a private room. Nobody was around. And I accidentally took her into a past life. I gave her her acupuncture needles and we were trying to resolve this anxiety that she had about somebody breaking into her apartment. It was kind of irrational. Like she, no one's ever broken into her apartment before. She's, you know, never been in that situation, but, uh, lived in this constant panic. And she, her whole body started tremoring, which in, in Chinese medicine, when you're tremoring like that, it's a release. It's actually a good thing. And she said, "Heather, I see these, these men all around me that they've broken in and they you know abused me, and I, you know, this hasn't happened in this past life, but I can see it. And I brought in my Chinese master. I'm like, help me. I'm like I don't know what's going on, you know. Um, but in a way, that was spirit doing that uh, in a safe space where we all were on board to have that experience. We all trusted each other.
0: Um, Wow. I love it. Definitely people have to be open to it because if there's someone who is, I guess, more, you know, not not open to to the possibility of source working through us and working for us. um, And let's say maybe if they're more controlled by the news or or kind of in a practical mindset, it's going to be tricky uh, sometimes for these folks to uh, break through those uh those other systems that are kind of in place so it's interesting how they say when the when the student is ready the teacher uh, you know the teacher arrives (laughs) and so it's interesting how you you get that vibe from people that when they're ready well then you go okay well here's here's what's going on with you and it's it's so intriguing i mean with now that now that she has uh, your friend is that uh, the, the person you were working on with the acupuncture now that they have experienced that ha- has that sort of um, um, uh, nullified their their worries about people breaking in
1: yes completely subsided for her gosh that is incredible yes and you know so- part of this being ready is the last thing you want to do is bring somebody into more fear fear is like the lowest vibration you don't want to cause any fear in your patients or, um, and so that's really the reason that they don't come through. They don't want to scare people that really aren't ready to hear that they've had past lives. So
0: incredible. So, so, um, so since then you, have you also had, if, if I, if I understand correctly, you've also had visitations from other from extraterrestrials from the star people.
1: Yes, I have. Um, so my experiences with star people started in 2011 in Shelter Cove, California. I had met a soulmate of mine, somebody I have many past lives with who is now deceased. His name is Eric. And we were in a romantic relationship. we were actually engaged, I believe, at this point. And we moved to this new spot that was right overlooking the Pacific ocean, very peaceful, very kind of middle of nowhere. And I'm sitting inside making dinner and he says, Heather, Heather, come outside. My star, you know, my star family is here. And I'm thinking what, like, you know, did he take some LSD or like what, (laughs) like, Hey, like I come out and I see these, what looks like stars, but brighter and they're, they're, Oh, how do I explain it? It's kind of like a sphere, but like rotating quickly with different colors of blue and red and purple. And you can just tell that they're moving, that they're not stationary. And then they got three of them and they got closer and closer and closer. And then they just disappeared. And yeah, that was my first experience. And so Eric and and I was scared and Eric was in a very happy calm place he said oh yeah they visit me all the time they've been visiting me since I was a kid he says I have a chip in my finger and when I was a kid I used to try to bite it out and they would always come at night and put a new one in oh oh my gosh yeah and he had this brown chip in his thumb oh
0: my gosh
1: yeah
0: Uh, there are a lot of those reports of people who have you know uh those little you know those little chips somewhere on their body. And, uh, uh, it's, it's, I met a guy one time who was a surgeon. He, his name was Dr. Roger Lear. And he talked about how he goes, if there ever was a smoking gun for, for, uh, you know, for UFOs out there for the extraterrestrials, he goes, I've got them. He goes, if you go to my laboratory, you can see the things people come to me. They, they notice that there's some strange little metal object in their arm or behind their ear or something. And he, he gets them out of there, you know, and with their equipment, they notice there are these little electrical impulses, but then once he, um, when he would operate, then the electric impulse would disappear and they'd put them in these little Petri dishes and Oh, it's, it's. It's a really interesting thing. There's a whole there's a whole YouTube series of him uh, doing surgery on these folks uh, where you can see this. So now back to Eric, he he said that they would. Re- so he would as a kid, he would try to bite it out, yeah. bite it out. And then they would return each night and give him a new one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They're like, no, that's that's supposed to stay in there. That's supposed to stay in there. Yeah. So so it was so natural to him, huh? That, the, that they would just show up and. I mean, did you ever describe what they looked like or anything?
1: No, I mean, to my understanding, they always came to visit him just in the ships, that they never came out and physically, you know, being to being, that they would just come as lights. And then for the next, you know, couple years of our relationship, they they visited us frequently, and especially in times of great emotional disturbance. Um, They came as, like, a... As comfort. Um... And then when we split up, they stopped visiting me. But then after he passed away, they started visiting me again.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay. So this is interesting. Okay. So let me, let me get this timeline down. So there's that first time you saw them. And then how many times did they visit, visit you and Eric when you were with him? When you were together
1: i mean i'd say they'd come like once a month it really depended I, I noticed that it depended on where we were like they needed to feel comfortable that they could show up without being seen by others mm-hmm. you Now, for instance when we were in a really remote area of costa rica they came to visit a lot and then you know we were in florida and they didn't come at all and we were in like a bigger city um but it's not just that you see them. It's like you have a feeling that they're there before you see them. You're like, oh, I, I think I need to go outside. Like, I think the star, the star beings are coming. Wow. And when we broke up, um, that connection got severed immediately. Like, I, I, the feeling I get is that they continued to visit him, and then when they, when he passed, they were like, okay, I guess we're gonna go back to visiting her. I don't know. Wow.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. This is incredible. Okay, so, so what was that first time like when they visited you and you're totally not expecting this to happen? I mean, where were you? What was the setting? Yeah. In another remote location. What, what are some of the, help me see the scene here.
1: Yeah. I'll never forget that because, um, he had passed away and at that point I was in another relationship, but it was still really sad, you know, obviously to lose him. Um, and my partner at the time was not supportive of me grieving his death for various reasons. And yeah. I was up at like two in the morning crying and just beside myself. And I went outside and I sat on the the steps outside the house. This is in Isla Mirada, Florida, like on an island in the Florida Keys. And it's two in the morning and it's, everything's really dark. And the, and the sky is really dark. Like the moon isn't out and you know, there's barely any stars. And, and they came and this, and it was one, one shit came and it came really, really close. Like it looked like it was, I don't know, like just across, like the other side of the island. Like if I had walked across the island, like it would have been there or something. Um, And the message I got from them was that, you know, everything was going to be okay. And, that they were there for me and, um, you know, basically not to worry and this like wave of calm washed over my body and I just knew that he was okay. In that moment I knew that Eric was okay and that um you know that I would see him again someday.
0: Wow. I find it quite intriguing that the the connection between you grieving Eric and them showing up was really quite synchronistic in itself. Yeah. And now did you did they did that ship look familiar to you? from the other times you saw a ship in the sky?
1: Yeah, it looked the same as the others before. The ones that I see... And I do believe that different star families visit different people. And so that's why we see different kinds of ships. Um, And the ones that I see always look the same. And uh, what I didn't understand is why it used to always be three. And now it's usually just one ship. Um,
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: Interesting. Now, are are you... Would you? Is there any chance that you'd be able and not? You don't have to do it right now, but if there's any way that you can draw, um, you know, in any any way, you know, I don't, I don't care if it's a scribble, I don't care if it's just sketched or however detailed you want to make it. I would love to um, see, you know, a picture of of what that looks like as the you know the ships that you're used to seeing. Yeah, so that's just a side note. I would I would be so honored to see what that looks like. Um, the other thing is. Okay, so I just heard you say that when you were with Eric, it was usually three ships, and then after that, the first time that they visited you, it was only one ship. Now, how many other times have they visited you from that time that you were grieving Eric and they showed up to you? And, uh, you know, between then and now, how many other times have they showed up?
1: Yeah, so between 2016 and 2020... I mean, I'd say I've seen them maybe a dozen times, not as frequently as when I was living. Incredible. Yeah. And the same thing, they always came when I was upset. Um, Even when I moved up to Miami, uh, they they came to visit, which I was surprised, because usually they don't come in a highly populated area.
0: Whoa, whoa, what was the area like? Help me see that. What was the area like where they showed up?
1: So I was living in Coral Gables, which is kind of a more naturey part of Miami. Um I was living in a old two-story like used to be a hotel with a little pool in the back and I was sitting outside my front door kind of looking up at the sky over the over the pool and they came like straight straight down above the above that property. Um wow. It used to see them move what- it's like they're coming like straight towards me or they're coming straight down one of the two like the and- yeah. And how how far are they usually,
0: uh, you know, how, how far are they usually, uh, is it usually kind of a similar distance? Um, uh, I mean, I got like a few questions packed into this one. How, how far are they usually away from you? Um, um, how close have they been to you? And then the other question would be, have you seen any of them through the windows, if there were any windows?
1: Um, I don't know how to g- gauge how far they are and, because I think, in reality, um, like distance doesn't, isn't real for them. And so uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess the feeling is that they're close enough that they're over the town that I'm in, if that makes sense. Like you know how we can all see the moon and we can all see the stars, but mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think that they're close enough that only people in Coral Gables would have been able to look up or only people in on that island would be able to look up. And and it, and it seems that they have control of who can see them and who can't, that they can veil themselves, that they can, um, they can make themselves appear closer or further than they really are by, by how they're shining the light that they're coming to me in the way that they want to be seen. That might not at all be the physical reality. Incredible.
0: Wow. So in a sense they can tune in to that person's particular reality experience without other reality experiences actually seeing them.
1: Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. I still have questions about that, but that's the feeling I get is that, um, Yeah, they have some kind of control of what what kind of plane they're, you know, uh, they're operating on. So if I'm tapped into my 5D reality, then I can see them. But if I'm all tethered down in the 3D, and you know what happens when we get really emotional, when we're going through grief and all of that, we are you know, those feelings are deep and they're profound. And we're, we're on another level when we're experiencing that, I believe. And I think that's why it's easier for them to come through when we're going through profound emotional experiences.
0: Wow. That's such a great way of putting it. Cause I've often had the theory that w- whether, whether, no matter how we're crying, whether it's tears of joy, whether it's tears of sadness, that's touching true truth right there. That's, um, that's a piece of the source kind of speaking through us. And, and it, so it's interesting to hear you say this. Did you now have you been in so in OK, so with the situation, Miami, did you have you talked to other people or, uh, uh, during these sightings where you've gone? Hey, did you happen to see something up there or was this something where you go where you just thought, well, this is my own private gift and I don't really need to ask any, anybody else?
1: No, you know, um, all the times they've visited, I've been alone. Um, it's not like I was with a friend or like, you know, the times I was with my partner, he would be asleep. And so it's not like I could like nudge someone and be like, hey, do you see that too? And I think they do that on purpose. <laughs> right, right, um, right. But, you know, about the crying, I I totally agree with you. It's funny. In acupuncture school, my colleagues would come to me and they'd be like, Heather, my patient needs to cry today. Can you talk to them? Because I have a gift for helping people cry. And um, yeah, it, there is something profound happening when people can get to that level of vulnerability. And as far as the windows, seeing them out the windows goes, I never did see them out the windows until after the harmonic convergence. Now they show up. I'm staying in, uh, just outside Chicago right now. And there's a skylight in my bedroom. And I'll be laying in bed and I'll see this flash out the skylight. And oh my God. Yeah. And then I go outside and then, you know, they're here. And now they're uh, since the harmonic convergence, it's more than one ship, it's multiple ships. And-
0: oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. When it was the soonest time that well okay, what did you okay, God, now I got even more questions packed into this. Okay, so Did you see them during the Harmonic Convergence? If not, how soon after the Harmonic Convergence did you start seeing them?
1: Okay, so prior to the Harmonic Convergence, like I said, they would visit every once in a while, usually when I was upset and, Mm -hmm. you know, when I was by myself and um, just as a light, and I never had an experience with a being. And then as soon as I got to the first day and I saw Mark Sims and we started hewing together, I just knew that something was being opened up like my my um, connection to them and the uh, the fear, I, I had some fear about interacting with them prior to the harmonic convergence, and I think that's why they didn't get any closer because they knew it made me feel kind of afraid. Wow! And so my fear lessened, and then at the end when we did our our hewing at night, it was um, nine p.m. Pacific time, so it was eleven o'clock here in Chicago. I was outside, laying on the ground, and I had, you know, the computer next to me. I was listening to Mark do the hue, and I was hewing with all of you. Um, and a being actually appeared. So, if you're ready, I can tell that story.
0: Yes. Please. <laughs> yes, please. So
1: this is really profound. Um, I, I want to make sure I don't leave anything out. So i And thank you for there. this
0: gift, by the way. Thank you for this gift. I, oh. I cannot tell you how excited I am to
1: hear. You. <laughs> you're <Thank welcome>. you. <laughs> Um. So I went out and we're hewing. And I want to say about a quarter of the way through the hue of the 20 minutes, I was feeling fear again. And, and I was trying to breathe and like not have fear. And Eric showed up. So I do have connection to the other side. Like my brothers passed, and Eric, and I I communicate with them sometimes and I talk to my spirit guides, but very rarely do they show up in physical presence? Like oh, I can count on one hand how many times that's happened. But Eric, Whoa. the guy who showed me the UFOs to begin with, mm-hmm. showed up and and he laid down next to me on the deck and was holding my hand and like telling me that it was okay. And the beings started communicating with me telepathically and they were very jovial, like they were very excited. And they were like, okay, like almost talking to me like a little kid, if you can keep your eyes closed for the rest of the two. <laughs> <laughs> up, you know, and I'm like, okay, okay, I'll keep my eyes closed. Like, that can do it, you know. Let's get coming. Don't peek, you know.
0: Oh, I love it.
1: And I'm like holding Eric's hand. I'm holding Eric's hand, and all of a sudden, there's a little girl. Like, obviously, my eyes are closed, but I hear this. I see in my mind's eye a little girl running around the yard, saying, "Like, we're not afraid. We're not afraid." And I don't know yet who that being was. I think it's maybe a a future child of mine, but um, so she's running around the field saying, we're not afraid. Eric's holding my hand. They're telling me, if you keep your eyes closed to the end of the hue, we're going to show up. So I'm hewing and I'm hewing and my voice gets, I'm a singer. And so I'm very connected with my voice and my voice gets kind of hijacked by one of the beings. Uh, It wasn't scary, but my voice started sounding kind of like a didgeridoo. It was making all these, low like strange sounds and kind of um uh breaking you know how like a kid's voice breaks when they go through puberty it was like breaking like that it was not my own doing and i understood that they wanted to experience voice through my body and so i allowed it i gave them permission and it it was like they were playing around with my vocal cords and um we're very happy about it and then the hue ended Mm -hmm. And we were in our silent contemplation and Eric was still there next to me. And they said, you know, they told me to keep my eyes closed because it would be too much if I opened my eyes. I'm a a auditory and kinesthetic more so than a visual person. Like when visual gets involved, I sometimes go to fear. So I kept my eyes closed and a being came and sat right at my head. I would say it was maybe twice the height of a, of a human. And um, they put their hand or whatever the star beings would call that on my forehead as they were sitting above my head. Now Eric's next to me. So they're sitting above my head and they put their hand on my forehead. And this wave of calm came over my body and they took out almost like a floppy disk comes out of a computer. They took out like this yellow disk came out of my forehead and replaced it with a, like a color I've never seen before, but it's close to like a purple, blue, violet color. And they said, and when they communicate with me, they communicate in feelings that are beyond words, but the feeling of what they were saying was, you've attained a certain level, like now we're giving you a new transmit, new transmitter, like basically congratulations, you know, like it was a celebration. Oh my
0: style. gosh.
1: Yeah, and uh, so he finished that and then he kind of, I don't know why I'm calling it a he, but the being- moved away and I was being, I opened my eyes at that point and there were ships that were lined up like uh, I don't know what the shape would be. They kind of looked like a flower. Like there was one in the center and then like lines of ships going going out, like maybe six different lines of ships. Just this huge uh, demonstration. But they they were far away. Like they appeared as stars almost, but you could tell by the formation that they weren't stars. Like they made this very obvious shape, but one that if like, let's say my neighbor looked up, they might not notice. And I was being called then to go out into the field behind the house. So I got up and I went into the field and a freight train started going by, which vibrates the ground. And they were saying to me like, Oh, dance with us, like dance with us to the rhythm of the freight train, like the rhythm (laughs) vibrating on the ground. And So I was dancing with them. I could feel them around me, but I, you know, I couldn't see, like uh, they were kind of coming and going as like little flashes of light or shadows. Um, It definitely felt like there were maybe 10 different beings dancing in the yard to the freight train. Um, Yeah, and then I, I was blissed out on that for a couple days. I had a hard time coming back to reality. Um, I was exhausted after that experience. I think I slept for, you know, almost 24 hours. Wow. Yeah.
0: This is incredible. So with, with any of these times that you've seen ships in the sky, have there been any times where you've seen them in the daytime?
1: You know what? Um, I'll say no, like not to my consciousness, but I'm just learning now from other people, from the convergence that, when they show up in the daytime, they can mask themselves as clouds? I don't know if you've heard this. You know, it's so crazy you
0: said that. It's so crazy you said that because a couple days after Harmonic Convergence, I was like, oh, man, you know, I haven't, as far as I know, I haven't seen any, any crafts in the sky. And I saw I saw one of those clouds that I see on the internet where it looks like it's in the shape of a huge UFO. Like, and, and it was the first time I'd ever seen one of those kinds of clouds. First time I'd ever seen one of those kinds of clouds. And for some reason, I... I it was recognizable in my brain of like, oh, I've seen pictures of that kind of cloud where people think that might be a UFO. But I, 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 I like I kick myself for not taking a photo of it for thinking, oh, my God, they were disguising themselves. They were they were they were hiding themselves as a cloud. And I didn't learn about that until the next day when I had when I interviewed uh, Adele Summer, who um, has a history of seeing uh, seeing, you know, paranormal things in, in the daytime. And she's like, oh yeah, they, they can hide his clouds. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I that means I just saw the day before. I just saw one. Oh my God, what the heck? That's beautiful. <laughs> so have you seen those kinds of clouds in the sky? Have you seen them where you're like, okay, that looks like a UFO, but that's a cloud?
1: Yeah, you know, I've been trying to pay more attention to the clouds because I never did before. Like sometimes I, you know, obviously you look like, oh, that shape, that shape could be a sign or whatever from my spirit guides. But it's hard for me to believe that the clouds are ships for some reason. Like my, my analytical mind is having a hard time. Let, like letting that go. But I do think I have noticed a few times, like the entire sky is clear and there's one cloud. Like, how's that Like one mm-hmm. kind of shaped cloud?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. And what a great way for them to camouflage themselves. I mean, heck if they can just kind of appear and disappear at will and, and, uh, uh, play with our senses, uh, I mean, it sounds to me like they're not really <laughs> they're 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 not uh, beholden to our space time continuum. Um, they can just blip around uh, from from location to location, and, and you know, I guess <laughs> I, I guess it wouldn't be out of the question for 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 them to also be able to disguise, to camouflage themselves as clouds and and fly around without causing alarm or or freaking people out. I mean, it's. It's quite possible, you know, I mean, heck, if, if they can show up at, at your head and, and pull out a floppy disk and put a brand new one and level you up like it's a, like it's a video game uh, and dance with dance with you in the field, then, you know, I guess it totally could be possible for them to disguise themselves as a cloud. Yeah, uh, there's a really good documentary that uh, is on Netflix right now. It's called Unacknowledged. And what's interesting was um I started watching it, and I didn't realize uh, Doctor Stephen Greer, who does the CE five meditations, it's his. He's the guy who produced uh, wow. it on Netflix. And I'm like, what the heck? It's Stephen Greer, man! Oh my god! <laughs> he was totally responsible for Mark Sims, you know, uh, meeting with Tejbar and, and and the whole harmonic conversions. If it wasn't for that Stephen Greer guy diving into his and in his passions and trying to figure out the best way possible to communicate with the Star Family. Um, I I would not know who he is and we would not have all experienced the the the, the blissfulness that we we experienced during the harmonic convergence so I would say if you got Netflix check it out unacknowledged it's 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 mind blowing um cuz they they actually have interviews with the mortician who who worked on the beings at the Roswell crash
1: site. oh wow it's
0: it's it's amazing all these documents i mean oh wow it's it's just it's just mind blowing so, so okay. So since that time, with with them, you know, um, arriving to you during that during that last night at Harmonic Convergence, how many times have they showed up? Did you say since then?
1: Um, well, if I go outside and at night and I'm intentional about wanting to see them, they'll come. Um, th- more so. I've been practicing connect. I'm trying to let them come through through my voice. So I've been practicing doing the hue and allowing them to take my voice over. I've been more focused on that than visual sightings mm-hmm. because I'm curious if eventually maybe I can channel messages from them.
0: Um, Good.
1: Yeah. So wow,
0: uh, and then to make those into songs would just be phenomenal.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, I have been writing songs recently that feel. Like they're coming uh, not from me. And I, I've been writing these songs, full songs in 15 minutes. Usually it takes me months to write a song. Um, wow. So something's happened. Something's cracked open. Or I was given the new transmitter or what have you. And wow. um, I was really out of whack for a while after it first happened. Like the leveling up is is so overwhelming. My telepathy is off the charts, you know. Um, even when I'm in a Zoom room with, at the conversation, I can hear like what people are thinking that they're not saying and stuff, you know, so it, wow. Um, yeah. And that's how wow. human beings are evolving. We're all telepathic. We're all psychic. We, we, we all have that capability. It's just about um, taking off the layers that prevent us from accessing it. Um,
0: right. Cause we've had years of brainwashing that kind of tells us to look outside of ourselves and, to you know put our focus on other things um
1: not just just in this life but in many lifetimes we've been silenced we've been uh, abused we've been jailed all of this this is the um what is the word I'm looking for but like awakening doesn't even seem good enough a word for what's happening (laughs) you know it's
0: it's interesting, Dolores Cannon, through the through her uh, hypnosis techniques, she, she calls it quantum healing hypnosis techniques. Through each of these techniques, through all these different people and all these different towns and cities uh, and states, um, they would start talking to her about the New Earth. Do you know? Do you what do you know about the New Earth?
1: I don't. I don't know the specific theory about that. Well, the thing,
0: the idea is that, and and I, it's so interesting. Once once COVID hit, and I started seeing what was going on here, I thought, "Whoa, are we on the precipice of the new Earth forming here?" Because um, through through those, well, I'll say through those channelings, um, it was revealed that there will be there, there's basically a template of of another Earth that, um, and I know, and it sounds, you know crazy and strange and just out of whack but the idea is that those who are stuck in looking at the illusions of what's going on right here um and and being so fully immersed in the human aspect of what's going on out there in the world those people will stay on one earth they'll stay on the earth that's full of uh fighting and uh competition and uh, uh, just, just, just all the low vibrating, you know, anger and just all that stuff, screaming and yelling. And then, and then the, the sort of enlightened folks, the folks that are are bringing about this change will then transfer over to the new earth. And many people have asked her, well, how, how is this possible? Does this mean that I will no longer see my friends or family or anything like that? And she said, it's more of like a parallel universe type of thing where, Uh, we we will transfer over into that new earth you know feeling totally like it's a whole brand new thing but uh, but the other version of ourselves will will kind of be with the people they'll think that it's us um but it's really uh uh, it's not it's a a sort of a different version of us i guess yes and uh, so it's it's really quite interesting that this stuff is happening Uh, especially with things like tiktok and instagram more and more people are getting that information out there about 5d about channeling about past lives about the star people and it's so exciting it's so cool to see more and more of this conversation that's happening and more and more people coming out and talking about this and feeling unashamed or or not worried about what the consequences are going to be and really just you know, letting the dam break, so to speak, which is why I really value and appreciate what your, you know, your your bravery and and <laughs> courage and and really um, talking about all these astounding things today, uh, because uh, I I envision this is going to wake up a lot of people, and they're going to start having, you know, more of their own sightings or more of their own memories of of their past lives or what they had gone through or magnetizing more people into their lives who enjoy talking about these kinds of things and, and figuring it out together. Maybe they'll start astral projecting. Maybe they'll start, um, writing songs faster, just as you've experienced now are the songs that you're writing, um, that are, that you feel that you're kind of channeling, are they, uh, are you noticing, are they similar subjects?
1: They're along the lines of John Lennon's Imagine um, about our oneness and how we must get away from this duality that somehow we're separate or um, that we're really all one, that everything I do affects you and everything you do affects me. Um, and, you know, my spirit guides have told me that we don't need to fix the world. We need to disengage from it and re-engage into another reality, Um, you know, voting or, uh, yeah, there's definitely purpose to protesting and we need to do that, but we really need to disengage with the system, with the Mm -hmm. government, with money, with all of these limiting uh, systems of scarcity and plug ourselves into the new reality. And that's why it's going to take off so fast is because we don't need to fix anything. We need to just shift where we're, where we are.
0: Right. Right. Diving within. Yeah. Uh, diving within and discovering those, those, uh, those uh, delicious uh, golden giblets that will, uh, <laughs> that are so shiny, so shiny uh, and nutritious. Now you were saying that you, you can, you can talk to the other side, huh? You've talked to your spirit guides. You've, you uh, had, have had conversations with Eric or any, you know, I mean, I'd love to know more about that too.
1: Yeah. So I I guess I attribute to that being cracked open is when I, well, I've had experiences my whole life that maybe I didn't recognize were coming from the other side, but it was really evident when I started acupuncture school and I resonated with my master, Dr. Wong, you know, I call him master as not a spiritual master, not like control master. But um, I realized that during class, I could ask a question in my head and that he would answer it without me saying anything out loud. And um, so I started being really aware of my thoughts and and got to this place where I don't think at all unless I'm talking to somebody or I'm writing music um, most of the day I spend in no thought. And so when something does come through, I know that it's not coming from me because my mind is quiet. Um, and I talk to my spirit guides every morning. I write I write to them. I communicate to them like on paper. And then when I'm doing healing work on others, they'll, their spirit guides will come and tell me things. Usually simple things like, oh, this, this person needs to be in touch with horses or this person... Needs to, you know, they're not in a good living environment or whatever. I need to know to help them. And as far as the other side, um, I'm in touch with, I, like, people that have passed. I would say five or six people, six people, um, some of which I call in for comfort. And my, my, my little brother, for instance, just, like, pops up randomly to 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 mess with me, <laughs> you know, like um, to joke around. Like I got my mom to try cannabis for the first time recently. And he was like, totally excited about that. So he was around. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So yeah. Wow.
0: So incredible. This is, this is just incredible. I mean, you've got uh, a series of books that, that could be written and, and help out people um, and, and, and not to mention, Who knows how many albums you'll be creating that will also be helping people.
1: Yeah, it's happening. I'm in the process of recording some of these songs that were written um, since the convergence. And they will be available to the public very soon. Wow. Mm -hmm.
0: It's incredible. What are you using to record your stuff? I
1: mean, my computer. (laughs) I'm working on those details. I, I don't know a lot about recording. Um, I've always kind of shied away from that. Mm -hmm. So this is really, and thank you for encouraging me to come here and share with you. Um, it's helping me break down the barrier that somehow I'm going to get in trouble for having these gifts that somehow I'm going to be labeled as crazy. Or, you know, one of my concerns was, oh, one of my acupuncture patients could hear this podcast and then not want to come get help from me because I'm too far out for them. But you know what? I need to stand authentic in my truth and what I have to offer. And by doing that, I will attract whoever needs to be in my life, you know?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's, it's incredible. The people that we attract into our lives when we find ourselves really diving deep into becoming the best version of ourselves and the, the true authentic self. It's, it's, uh, it, you know, it's, 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 the analogy has been used so many times. It's like a radio station. And then you start noticing, the or as the old phrase goes like attracts like so we we start noticing the others who get it the others who are tuned into that same vibe and it, uh based on their language we can really tell where their um what reservoir they're they're drawing their inspirations from and uh just their normal state of being so it's You know, yeah, who who knows what kind of I mean, we could have we could have pressed a button here. That's going to invite all kinds of interesting, um, enlightening folks uh, along your path and uh, and not to mention all the invisible ones that are going to be uh, helping you with your with your albums and and your books and whatever else you're finding yourself getting into. I mean, um, it's interesting. So many times we're taught throughout our lives about uh let's say let's say for instance for singing or 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 being a musician a lot of times and it's weird it's usually it's the artistic stuff it it, it's such a crazy lie that we that we hear oh well this 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 uh Career is oversaturated. You'll never get. You know, there's no way you'll have to compete with all these people. Oh, that career is oversaturated. Oh, you know, you know, you have to compete with all these people. The, the funny thing is, is that the, those voices that are telling those telling us those things are those people who are obviously speaking to us from their own limited belief systems. And on top of that, they're, they're not at all considering the fact that there's room for everybody. There's plenty of room for everybody. There, there's. Uh, uh, it's, it's simply. You know the gen- the genius is the one who has followed their inspiration all the way to the well. Just say the target that they're reaching. Or um, the geniuses have successfully sort of tuned out the naysayers and and turned up the volume on on the inspiration and the brightness of that. And it's it's really quite amazing. It's 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 astounding when we open up our arms to those infinite possibilities of making their ways towards us and helping us out. It's, it's, it's amazing. As soon as that happens, wowzers! we start seeing all kinds of um, improbable things uh, and people shake their heads at you and they go, what? That's, that's impossible. How are you doing that? That's, you know, how are you doing that? And you're going, well, I, it's happening. <laughs> it's all I know. Yeah. It's happening right now. Yeah. And it, it feels so good because then it just keeps, it keeps proving itself over and over and over again. And, uh, I just love the fact that you just dove so deep into s- the surrender and allowance of, of letting those inspirations speak through you since the, harmonic uh, convergence and the fact that here you are speaking your truth. It's, it's, uh, it's so exciting. I mean, I'm feeling such a high vibration right now. Just talking to you,
1: oh. your you know, I, I do feel called like my spirit guides are literally nagging me that if I don't say this, it won't be good, but, um, I want to let your, re- your listeners know that this space that I'm in of connection and bliss now did not come easily I've been through in my 33 years, I've been through a lot of trauma, um, in the physical body, you know, um, police brutality and domestic violence and emergency surgery and near death experiences and suicidal depression. And just, I've gone through the darkness Um, to get to the light and so if you are feeling like you're in a dark place especially with what's going on in the world right now and trying to adjust your reality to a new paradigm have faith that everything you're experiencing is only a symptom of healing your depression your anxiety all of it is a symptom of healing it is your body finding its way to a new vibration.
0: Wow. And I think, you know, to, to, to supplement that, to, to supplement the nutritious information that goes along with that is definitely finding um, YouTube videos that, that are, um, that, that talk about those kinds of things, that, that help someone navigate their way through um, making sense of becoming the best versions of, of themselves and touching source as often uh, uh, and as, as uh, purely as possible. Um, I can definitely say that watching Abraham Hicks, uh, Esther Hicks videos where she's channeling Abraham or uh, Daryl Anka, where he's channeling Bashar or watching Dolores Cannon videos. You mentioned who is the guy that you mentioned earlier, or who is the person you mentioned earlier who, uh, with the, the past life, uh, person who who woke you up?
1: Yes, Ainsley McLeod. He's incredible, incredible human being. Ainsley
0: McLeod.
1: Yeah, it's
0: so great that there's all this alternative media that's out there. That's that's just going. Look, here I am. <clears throat> I'm I, I I'm here to talk to you. I, I, for instance, the Gaia Network is just such a great blessing that that thing is out there for people to to, to see and there's tons of wonderful documentaries on there about one about rewiring the brain that I've been watching um, one about the uh, uh, astral projection. Uh, I I have tons tons of just wonderful information that's out there so it's great that you know we are not we are not uh enslaved to whatever the mainstream media is or whatever's just naturally there on on the tv um in fact I would say turn off regular tv don't watch the news in the morning don't watch the you know the news before you go to sleep wake up in the morning and do some meditation or wake up in the morning and and watch some high vibrating um YouTube videos, or even binaural beats, throw on the headphones and get some binaural beats going that that help raise the the vibration or wake up the third eye. Um, there's just so much wonderful material out there where we that helps us realize that we are not. Um, you know, a lot of times we're, we're very worried about constructing some sort of identity and it's not about being an identity. It's about being identityless. It's about embracing the all that is. And in order to do that, we have to allow ourselves to get away from, uh, identities because even identities are still stuck within a certain, uh, you know, we always hear about the horse blinders and, and it's, um, it's important to go, okay, well, what can I do to form a relationship with, with the universe, with the all that is? Because there's a heck of a lot more of invisible stuff out there than there is visible stuff. And I'd rather have a closer relationship with the invisible stuff um because that's uh that's what's making the trees grow that's what's making the the, the wind blow and the, and the clouds fly around and, and all that stuff yes yeah. which by the way I think Ainsley McLeod is just such a great name the fact that he's McCloud and that clouds morph and they show you images and things um these lofty ideals and these things that you wouldn't normally see um with anything else um and and in a sense, he's bringing like Dolores Cannon. One of her in in the past life regressions, she's like, okay, this person came off the cloud. They came down from the cloud, and they entered this scene, and they came off the cloud. She was always talking about how they came down from the cloud, and um, and then there they are. There they are in their in their, you know, in their past life. Now, did you have you been given any uh, uh, insights as to what your future self is doing?
1: Yes. Yeah, so. Um... I had a vision of a, my business will be called peaceful ethos. I don't even know if I want to call it a business, but um, to start a peace caravan um, of people traveling through spiritual spots on the country, that's going to be happening soon, I believe. Um, my ultimate vision is to uh, be a part of a sustainable living community where we also have a healing center. Um, it's time to heal each other and the planet and because we're all connected so it we just need to heal so that we can see it so. Gosh. Mm-hmm.
0: so brilliant so brilliant are there any other elements we have about three minutes left here what are there any other uh, things that you that you're feeling that um, your spirit guides are telling you or that you, you meant to talk about but you didn't get a chance to talk about
1: well, I want to thank you for your voice. Um, your presence at the harmonic convergence was definitely noticed, and um you definitely have a gift, so I'm just ecstatic to see you using it. Um, your excitement is contagious and uh, thank you So thank you for that. And let's see. let me ask them um, is there anything else? Just um, like you were saying, tapping into information that makes you feel connected, like the videos, but also I encourage people to reach out to other humans at this time. A lot of people are obviously isolated because of the pandemic and, you know even if they're a stranger, if you feel called to reach out and say, Hey, you know, Heather, I'm, I'm having this experience. You want to send me a message on Facebook or something, go ahead. Uh, it's time to connect with our, our tribe, our soul family that we've been here with before. Um, because we really need to work together. We need to practice our collective consciousness so that we can raise the vibration. So, um, that's I why I'm passionate right now working at Conversation uh, theconversation.cc. We're hosting free-flowing conversations there all the time and um, doing spontaneous group healings on people that show up. And this is none of this has been planned. This is all just divinely unfolded since the harmonic convergence. I had no idea um, how profound a shift would happen after that after Mark Sims and everything that team did so so much gratitude for that team um for all the people that have come together since then um it's impacted me greatly i'm very grateful
0: wow Wow! and it just feels so good to be in that vibration it's so it's been said that that is just the natural vibration that's the natural state that we are actually born to be in is is that that uh Whenever we feel excitement, whenever we feel joy, whenever we feel that thrill, that's, um, you know, a step closer to, to, to putting our finger on, on source, uh, on that, that, that pure vibe that's emanating. And uh, it just oof, it feels good, so good, especially when you're talking to even one other person. But then you imagine three or four or five or six other people who are all tuned into that, into that harmony and lifting each other up, encouraging each other and um, giving them tools and uh, advice and ideas as to how to better tune in to becoming the best version of themselves. And, oh, it just it just feels so good. And that 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 uh, 10 days. Ah, harmonic convergence, waking right up and going to sleep at night all day long, just feeling that high vibration. Oh man. yeah, it was like, wow, this is so natural. This is the way this is the way life really naturally just ought to be. <laughs> it was just so obvious. It's like, yep, yeah, this is this is how life really ought to be. And and then I continue to do continue to experience more and more synchronicities. And uh, oh, God! you know,
1: this is the lifetime we've been waiting for. And that feeling you get when you're looking at a mountain or a waterfall, that feeling of inexplicable awe, that is our natural state of being. That is what it means to be experiencing uh, humanity. And we'll get there. I have faith. Absolutely.
0: Oh my gosh. Absolutely. 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 Oh my God. Heather, thank you so much. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put your, uh, your, are, so Are you okay with me putting your Facebook uh, 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 contact into the description so people can find you?
1: Yep. Time to rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and also, um, uh, if you happen to have a, do you have a SoundCloud or any place right now that maybe you have posted any of your music?
1: Not yet. That goes back to past life fear of sharing my music. I'm um, just about to break that barrier now, so it will be coming. I'll post it on Facebook when it comes out.
0: Oh, I love it. Oh, wow. Heather, you, you're just so good. You are so good. And who knows how many past lives we've we known each other. in. I'm sure <laughs> uh, it's just so natural. And, uh, wow. You just, you're so fun to talk to Thank you so much for, for giving me and everybody who's listening, all of these extraordinary gifts of, uh, of information and insight today. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: All right. Well, take care. I'm going to start putting up the descriptions here and then I'm going to, I'm going to jump into the, uh, the conversation.cc to see if, uh, if there's some, uh, activity going on in there.
1: I will see you there. All right, cool. All right. Bye. bye. This is Blythe
0: Baines and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto.